0: This is the MindVox podcast hosted by Claire Jacobs. MindVox is a space to talk about our minds, mental health, and neurodivergence, so we cover topics that can be of a sensitive or triggering nature. We will always highlight the topics we cover in each episode's show notes description. Please note, we're not medical experts. We're only experts of our own mental health and neurodivergent experiences. To find out more about the pod, or to contact us, search for us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as MindVoxPod. everyone I am back uh, whether that's a good thing or not for you who knows but I'm hoping that the fact you pressed play means you actually want to hear from me so here we go. I have not really been around as you've noticed for well a couple of months now I think my last pod came out in June I apologize for that but part of me is kind of questioning why i'm apologizing um (laughs) uh this isn't something that i have to do it's not something that i'm paid to do certainly not i wish i'd like to get to a point where it's something that i earn from so that it can become something that i invest a lot more time in where i can talk to a lot more people i can really create a community uh like a few of the other podcasters i know who i think are doing amazing jobs like that but sadly i think i just don't have the confidence in myself to be able to create something like that. So I kind of avoid it, I think, almost. Um, it's definitely imposter syndrome, but I suppose that would be another episode. But yeah, I've been away, and I'm still not quite there yet. I think you've probably noticed a lot of the, the last few episodes of the pod, I would occasionally talk about burnout, and I think I'm really in burnout. And I think I've been in it quite a while, Probably probably a year, actually, if I'm honest but I didn't recognise it for a long time and I think there's throwaway sentences in a lot of episodes like, yeah, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm going to be going through it. Well, well, I am and I have been and I think I'm losing the ability to, to say things. I'm not finding the words a lot recently. I'm tired all the time, but obviously as a parent, a single parent, the age I am, perimenopause, being autistic and ADHD, there's a lot going on in that brain of mine and that does mean I can get, confused i can have a lot of brain fog i can struggle to get things done you know we know all of this stuff i talk about it quite a lot quite openly but i think at the moment i've lost a lot more than that i'm I'm not really wanting to do anything and i absolutely adore this podcast and it's been a lifeline for me it's been pretty much the only way that i have socialized in the last couple of years it's the way i talk to other people find out things that that are of use to me it's not just oh, I like to talk to people because I'm not great with humans. It's <laughs> um, a huge part of my trait. I'm not great with the old communication. So it's a value when I'm talking to people that I will probably never meet and I'm hearing things that are really relevant that might help my life or help me as a parent, help me as a person, a partner, whatever. I've taken great value in what i've been doing with this pod and i really find it interesting because i suspect one of my special interests is the human brain psychology it's always been my thing so learning about my own brain and other people's and how to work with mine and others it's it's a massive obsession i would probably yeah that's a healthy way of looking at it even though that's not a healthy word but you know what i mean I love that stuff. So not even doing this has been an indication of where I'm at. And I don't quite know how to get there. I don't even know, as I'm saying this, what the point of this podcast episode is going to be. I think it's a general catch up. It's to check in and explain what's been happening. I do have podcasts from June to edit. I will be doing that. I've started to. And then things have got in the way. You know, it's been a really busy time. Uh, Transition to secondary school for my child is massive not only for him but for me so uh, don't mean to be selfish by that but i'm not good at change um, i have my routines and i can really struggle in the lead up to a change of routine and first weeks months however long of the actual new routine and we are now today is the fifth day of this new routine it's friday and i don't know how i feel i've been a mess i've been very anxious trying to get everything right but you can't predict what's going to happen once they're in those gates and they're there and it was a tough process anyway appealing to get to school that I thought would be right and I'm still hoping it was right I'm hoping there's a reason that I did that and that my imposter syndrome isn't going to mess with me here but I think like a lot of schools they don't have enough staff or budgets to cope with a lot of areas and therefore they don't also have a lot of knowledge you know even for for neurodivergence in terms of parents and how to manage me, Um, how I may come across what their understanding of me is going to, well, you just hope, don't you, there's not going to be a lot of negative misunderstandings about me, but this is a new road and the other school was a very tiny school and now, you know, how big secondaries are. There's a lot of people and it's trying to work out who do I talk to when I have questions because I need my own assurances, I need to know things are in place that will make me feel better, I need people to understand me. It's not all about me, but this is coming across as, as all about me. Yeah, I think I think this is just an episode which is going to be very erratic. It's going to be exactly how my brain is. It's going to go from different subjects and come back round to the original ones. Um, I do apologise, but then I also don't because if you're a fellow neurodivergent, you know exactly what I'm doing and you'll follow me very easily because that's how you work too. If you're a neurotypical, I do apologise, I guess. <laughs> but I'm actually really happy you're here and trying to a little insight into my brain yeah don't analyze too closely please it's not worth it i think the biggest thing is i'm going to really try hard i'm going to test myself so i usually will take a long time editing each episode because i don't like the way i stammer i don't like the ums i don't like the deep breathing uh that i do because i'm a very shallow breather which is common for some divergence and especially hypermobile people like me i get very Um, self-conscious about all of this so I spend a lot of time cutting it all out well I'm not gonna do that this time and that's quite a scary thing for me to do with my perfectionist streak and I do know I say the word um quite a lot and the annoying lip-smacking thing that I'm really trying not to do but I suspect it will happen so yeah there's no plan to this there's no specific I'm going to interview someone or I'm going to talk about one particular subject I think it's just a general here's where I'm at and I wonder if anyone can resonate and here is a little bit of the learning that I'm doing while going through some of this now with the knowledge I have about neurodivergence that I didn't have you know two years ago obviously I don't know everything there's a heck of a lot more that I've got to learn about it Um, especially autism and ADHD together I feel like I want to talk about what I call Audie HD I want to talk about that a heck of a lot more on here if people want to hear it uh, because I think that is something that I don't find very often obviously places like TikTok there's a lot of videos of both of these conditions and together but I feel like there's not enough talking on things like podcasts about both of them and how they interact with each other and, and how it can feel really and affect things Because it is different to someone with just autism or someone with just ADHD. They have significant issues. Do not get me wrong. But when you're mixing those two very complex conditions together, you get a whole other thing altogether, I think. And, you know, when you're taught to, this is what you need to do to help this autistic trait. Well, hold on a minute. If that's going to affect my, um, the traits of my other condition, how are we going to do this one? So, yeah, it's a really interesting, difficult, stressful and scary road, really. So I might I plan on talking about that a bit more in the future. I'd like some ideas from people what they want me to cover. Uh, and I will try and do those things. Some people have already mentioned things like endometriosis, which I have got myself newly diagnosed. And it's a lot more than what people realise. It's, it's not just something that happens in the womb for instance and it can affect people's lives in a far harsher way than people understand so yes I'd like to do one on that but it's finding the time and the energy because yes good old burnout is playing a role and I think we've just had a six week summer holiday and that's been difficult because I've done it on my own for the majority of it obviously my partner is four hours away from me with his own two teenagers who have their own complex needs that he tries to manage with his own complex needs. We are the classic Mr and Mrs or HD. So I'm not trying to not trying to take the amazing Mr and Mrs ADHD from the Adult ADHD podcast. They are the best, but, you know, we are the ADHD version, <laughs> which is, yeah, in itself. I have got a little idea of having him come on the pod if he's going to be brave enough. So if people do want to hear us talking together, do let me know whether that's on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, just let me know. I'd love to know what you think about it. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to put things out that people don't want to listen to, but I also want to do things for me, so you may just sort of have to bear with them, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think, yeah, transitions are hard. So this is a little bit of a, a random rant and vent of me trying to cope. So the transition from leaving primary school for my son is is, is for me, as a parent, really hard. He's my only child as well, so it's like... My only child that I have has now left that chapter of his life and he's about to undertake the area that I suppose on a personal level I would never go back to secondary school if you paid me a lot of money and even if it meant I had that baby soft skin and the lack of wrinkles and the energy that I do not have now and a bit more of the old concentration and things that I do not have now which I miss dearly like being able to read a book cover to cover in two hours, I miss that, but I still would not go back there, because that is not a place I was very happy in, and I think you can't help, you don't, you you don't want those sort of things to happen to your own kids, but it also doesn't mean it's gonna happen, just because it happened to me, doesn't mean my child's gonna live in exactly the same way I did, things change, life changes, and he is his own person, with his own personality, his own strengths and weaknesses, and they might not be anything like mine. And he may love parts of school that I hated and vice versa. So I'm very aware of that. But at the same time, I have my own fears just because I'm an anxious person. And I know how scary it can be. We all know. Secondary, I mean, there's that, that few cluster of people that absolutely love it. It took me quite a few years. I was in year 11 before I actually enjoyed it. You know, that's when I finally wasn't bullied. That's when I felt confident of knowing the school and the people. I didn't know I was autistic and ADHD. So I didn't know that some of the things that I was battling were a valid reason and not just me being lazy or odd, you know, which is kind of the talk I gave myself and still do, really. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this one. But but yes, the point is, I've had a lot of fear in me and anxiety of these changes Because it affects me too. I'm no longer doing that route. We're going somewhere different. We have to get up at different times. Um, I have to make sure he's got certain equipment that he never needed in the other school. There's so many things that on the outside, well, that's quite basic. You just get a pencil case. You just go and get this, this, and that. It's fine. Once you've got it, you've got it. Yeah, but have you got a child that loses stuff all the time? Who knows what's going to be happening? Have you got someone who's not that confident and is going to a massive school now? And... It's that fear. It's just every parent worries. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to be happy? You know, that's that sort of stuff. And what they don't usually also have to worry about, if they're a lovely neurotypical brained person, is they haven't got to worry about how they're going to cope with the day-to-day change. I am not great with my timings changing. And then having to try to remember that actually pick up is earlier. Getting out is earlier in the morning and... I'm already someone that doesn't sleep much. So all these little things that seem little, but actually on a day-to-day basis build up and they can be quite difficult for me. And then that can change the way that I'm coping and my temperament and that affects him. Now I do, this brings me to remember now, actually, that there is a podcast episode I'm still in need of editing where I spoke to an amazing mother who has ADHD. She's lovely. And she talks quite honestly and raw about her parenting experience as a also as a single parent before she met her her partner um and i'm quite excited to get that one out there because i haven't talked enough about parenting when you ha- have sort of neurodivergent conditions i'm now starting to stammer. Right. here we go and i'm going to try not to apologize for the way i talk but my body is saying just say sorry <laughs> so yeah anyway um yeah, I've got things coming up. I've got some things that, I, I, as I said, I recorded in June and they haven't come. So I apologise if some of the references, when we do finally have them aired, you might be thinking, why are they talking about summer? Summer's gone. Or whatever. But this is just really so you know. I am here. I am planning to do some more. Things have been difficult. Transitions are difficult in themselves for me, and there's a lot of them. Even going, even if you hadn't moved to secondary, I always struggle with the transition from summer term to having a summer holiday to then going into sort of autumn term. Those two different changes, I'm not great with them. Uh, I now try and predict them, and therefore I try and plan ahead. I knew this time there was a lot of complex different things, a whole new uniform I had to find, equipment, all that stuff. So I had to try and pace it out over summer and find reminders upon reminders alarms to come off my phone at different times of the six weeks to make sure have you remembered because some of that stuff there's no way you could have got it the day before and I am terrified of things like busy towns so there was no way I was going to go physically shopping for stuff it was going to be online so there's no way I could have done it in the last week so yeah I am that kind of person and I don't know even summer wasn't great you could tell I was burnt out we didn't do much I but then I think he he's fine with that I think he's a little bit like me in that sense. He doesn't want to go out and socialize much and i haven't really got many for us to socialize with anymore that's my fault and i am very isolated and i think isolation is something that might be a topic that i will talk about i have this thing where i'm getting a lot of feedback recently from people that listen and i'm very appreciative of that where i've always thought i need to interview people because i don't like the sound of my own voice so i do not like the thought of just talking by myself for half an hour <laughs> and weirdly i've had lots of people say you know that their favorite episodes have been when i talk on my own and i found that really strange because i feel like i'm doing what i'm doing now which (laughs) has not got a clue why would she create a podcast i can hear you thinking if she does not like talking aloud on her own Hmm. because the plan was to interview people the plan was if i was doing content well i was never going to be doing it on my own but actually I love doing that too and I'm going to challenge myself this in itself is a very crazy erratic podcast episode but it's a challenge can I do an unedited one where you can hear my horrible deep breathing every five seconds and my ums and my horrible lip smackings that you know you've probably heard a few already by this this time of the pod anyway it was a challenge it is a challenge I'm highly anxious doing this I uh, have this fear of people just be pressing skip 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 this is horrific unfollow what the hell is this but i'm trying something new a lot of people have come forward and said well we like the ones you do on your own and we want to hear more about you and, and bringing bits of your life into this not you know not just interviewing other people that might be helpful or you know obviously great hearing their their journeys but sometimes it's nice to also hear a bit about the host which is a bit daunting I'm just interrupting this episode to say thank you for listening. I really hope you like it so far. I don't make money from creating this podcast currently, and I've always wanted to keep it free, inclusive and accessible for everybody. So you can hopefully benefit from it as much as I do. It takes many hours to record, edit and maintain the podcast. And there are costs incurred through things like recording and editing equipment, maintaining it online and getting tech help where needed, which I do need sometimes because I'm not tech savvy. I know times are hard, but if you're in a position to donate the price of a coffee, or even lower than that, every little helps me to keep this podcast free and accessible for all. To donate, simply go to the link in our bio on this podcast service you're listening from, or go to the Linktree website and search for Pod. This link is also on the bio of our Instagram and Facebook pages, which are also found by searching Pod. For those not in a position to do any of this, which is absolutely fine. You can help by following and sharing the pod across social media, telling your friends about us, and rating and reviewing it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening and please enjoy the rest of the episode. So yeah, it's been tricky. I've been trying to deal with the burnout by resting where possible, which is not easy when you have a 6-week school holiday, but I suppose my rest isn't what people assume rest, you know, it's not bed rest, it's not coming on social media not going on instagram not editing pods that take me hours and hours and hours because actually i had to be realistic i'm not earning money from those so they don't need to be done right now but they can wait and if people don't follow you any more than they don't if they really like your stuff they'll wait to hear it and that's why i had to tell myself and try to believe it even my own personal instagram it has had a lot of followers go over summer because i've not really been posting but i'm reframing it and i'm saying well does that matter if they really like me if they want to hear from me they want to see my stuff they won't unfollow you only want people on there that like stuff and, and sadly the more i talk about neurodivergence the smaller the following which would have upset me years ago when especially in lockdown when i was trying really hard to be a content creator and now i'm like obviously i'd like to do that i'd like to earn money from that because i can do it at home around my chronic pain around my child's timetable around caring for my mom all this stuff that i try to do around my own pain every day but I'm not going to fake who I am to do so. I can't do that. It goes very much against probably the right or wrong trait, the moral principle trait that I have with my divergence. So I'm reframing it rather than being RSD all the way going, you're just rubbish. No one wants to to look at your stuff. I'm going, well, the right people will though. So that's all that matters. And even if just one person I help by the the stuff i write or the podcasts i do you know that's enough and believe it or not i've been getting a lot of dms over summer with thank you for your pod or thank you for your interviews on the adhd as females and things like that really resonated with you helped me so much especially as a parent myself or with these conditions that i also have that makes it worth it for me and weirdly on a lot of my really low days is when i've seen those messages they popped up on my screen like they were supposed to That's what i believe anyway and when i've there's been particular days i thought should i even bother with the pod no one wants to hear this stuff why would why do i put my hours into that why would i and then literally an hour later there's a message saying thank you so much for this episode you did it this really helped me and i'm like oh okay that's why i do it then thank you for presenting that one to me so yeah i don't want to go on and, on and on um but while it helps i will try to keep doing it i love doing it and that's why i as i say i sometimes have those spiels in the middle of donations because it's really important because i'd like this to become something i can do more regularly i'd like to commit more of my time to these sort of things because it helps me and it helps other people apparently so <laughs> that's what i'd like to do but sadly in the current state of the world we're in well, none of us have any money <laughs> and um food is going up as other the bills and the money we're earning is going down that's certainly my experience anyway so at the moment I can't give as much as I'd like to because I had all these ideas of creating a community that I'd really love to do. I just literally, I cannot do it yet. So yeah, we'll get there. Let's let's see. I'm going to have some goals and plans for this podcast. If there's certain things you want to see from this podcast, do let me know on Instagram especially or email me. It's all in the the show notes. I always put them in there. I think, as I've said, I really want to look at ADHD. I do want to look at burnout. I do want to look at even things like the sandwich generation like me caring for a parent whilst also caring for a child i want to do more on disability i want to do more on things like relationships within neurodivergence i definitely i would really like to bring my partner into that if he uh, feels able i'd like to look at isolation i'd like to look at when you're stuck in careers because i have no idea where i'm going anymore which is scary in itself there's so much so yeah i think this is a touch base it's a I really hope you guys are well. Thank you for bearing with me for my couple of months where I've just not even been able to string two words together. And I think I'm still there, as you can hear by this model. Um I did do an interview for ADHD Mums Pod, which is a brand new podcast. I was their very first interviewee, so I felt very special, really. And yeah, that was fun. And that's now out. So do take a listen to that. I think I've put it a little reel on Instagram. So have a look. talk a bit about parenting it is different from the interview I did with ADHD as females because it's it it was more parenting based so do have a listen if you want to hear that sort of stuff and let me know what you're thinking if you have something that you feel you want to bring to the pot do you want to be interviewed you don't have to be a professional in something you don't have to be a therapist or any of that well if you do if you are brilliant come forward but if you just want to talk about your own journey because I find those are some of my favorite episodes and in other people's pods hearing how people have got through things how they manage daily with things like autism ADHD having those combined single parenting Don't you don't have to have a neurodivergence to talk on this pod this is about mental well-being this is about how you get through life depression anxiety trauma you know trauma is a big one and then we have had a few amazing like Iman Garti, where I did two episodes with her she was amazing and if you haven't listened to that episode or the episodes please look back she was absolutely inspiring the life she's had and how she's got through things and how she continues now to help people absolutely amazing i'd like to talk to more people like that because they inspire me to carry on at times where i really don't want to so you know mel robbins is an amazing podcast she's got ADHD never knew that until well I started suspecting and then she started opening and talk about it she was diagnosed late she's amazing her podcasts are so inspiring because she talks the way I get you know I and mean, she's to the point fast-paced and she's she's really motivational so I would always recommend you listen to her if ever you're feeling a bit meh what the point what am I doing I'm getting nowhere fast absolutely amazing so I always recommend her anyway you don't want to hear any more of that I suspect I want to sort of end this episode, this very short mini one, saying that the things I've learnt really about my current burnout is, as I said, just to take your time with things and remove pressure because pressure is what prolongs the burnout. And a lot of neurodivergent people, a lot of people with mental health conditions, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we feel that we need to be like what you see on Instagram. We need to be doing so much with our kids. We need to be filter ready we need to be all looking happy and laughing while we do arts crafts and baking and out on the beach every day that's not real life it might be for some people and i applaud them for managing that whether or not they're really happy or whether it is literally for the gram i don't know some people i've met before it's just been about the gram which surprises me but that's a whole nother episode i think but yeah pacing it out not feeling guilty if my child wants to do something he will let me know I don't have to fill up his, his six week holiday with loads of stuff. I can ask him if he wants to do things, and I was doing that and finding ways of doing things. But if he doesn't want to, maybe he's recharging himself. Maybe he needs a bit of space. Maybe he doesn't want to be out there in the heat. God, this heat is driving me insane. But you know, we've had, it's been lovely having some rain in the summer. I know other people will be saying, what? But having cosy days in. No pressure to be out like other people are doing in the park and stuff with loud, absolutely awful environments that drive me insane. I could actually just sit in and we could do things. We, you know, we tie-dyed shirts and we've never done tie-dye before. You know, I had rhubarb growing in the garden and I tried to make a rhubarb and strawberry crumble, healthy crumble actually, which was actually really nice. And, you know, there's all these things you wouldn't do if you're always out and about. And I think, yeah, the pressure... So that's my one thing if you're going through burnout now is try and remove as much pressure as you can do you really have to do the things that you're making yourself feel that you're supposed to lower the expectations of yourself easier said than done i know but i just stopped using social media and i was like well if i lose followers i do so what my, my mental well-being right now is way more important because i can't parent i can't be what people need if i get even more ill than i already am so i kind of that was my takeaway from this last few months and i'm still nowhere near better as you can probably hear but i'm trying and sadly i don't have enough people around me where i can just go and rest and other people will parent and you know look after the house look after my mum i don't have that so i know that's the recipe usually when you're burnt out is to actually have complete rest recharge don't have that so you've just got to adapt to that find little pockets of time where i can so I've actually been getting back into things like Netflix, which I just wasn't able to concentrate on. But I've tried to find some programs that are relaxing and don't make me think too hard and not feeling guilty if, well, you shouldn't really be watching that. You should be trying to declutter. Really? I can wait. If I get better and recharge, I'll declutter better. So that do I really need to wipe down those sides now? Can I wait? Obviously, there's certain things you always have to do for hygiene reasons, but there's also a lot that it can wait one more day. I've tried to take a new approach and, yeah that's a big learning curve for me. And I used to be amazing at organisational skills and that's getting really hard. So trying to find ways to make that easier. Three thousand reminders on my phone, hoping that if just one of them hits and I notice it at the right time, yay, for me it's a win. If not, I tried. And and it's that sort of mentality that's had to be a shift and I don't know i'd love to hear from people how they deal with things like burnout i'd love to get some more ideas that i can bring onto the pod for other people to hear who might be going through it or might go through it in the future and will be able to come back and reference how other people have got through and then they can have a little toolkit they start building that's what i'm trying to do build a toolkit of what i need i've got my candles out again i used to really love smelling candles in the evenings it was a way of calming down my sensory stuff I'd forgotten about that so I've been trying to get into the habit of, of putting some wax melts on occasionally and just sitting with that and I've even bought a, a quite quirky journal which again I've just remembered I moved it and I've forgotten about it so yay this was that was a good point to this podcast I've now remembered that I have a new journal that I've only got about two pages in that I've put somewhere to tidy and I forgot about its existence and object invisibility happened so thank you podcast <laughs> so I'm gonna go find that as soon as I turn this one off if i haven't forgotten so we're gonna give that a go but anyway my point is thank you so much for still bearing with me being here you are much appreciated and if you haven't listened to all the episodes of our pod go back and have a look because some of the earlier ones obviously were before people really knew about mindvox so there's some crackers in there actually like i said in mangati i think she's around episode 30 something um 31 maybe brilliant um there 's Chris Lovett, who was literally I think episode maybe four or five he 's really inspiring about how less is more in your life and has written quite a really good book about that you know, there's there's quite a few people that I think Do you know I myself need to go and listen back, and that 's not arrogant trust me it 's more I want to hear those people because I'm in that point again where I need to get some motivation because i don 't have any I need inspiration that 's probably a better word and now the school is back, we have lots of changes, I'm adjusting. I thought, oh, as soon as he goes back, I'll be back into the pod. Well, no, actually, I'm trying to adjust to this, and I'm, I'm going to give myself that time. What's a few more weeks? But I thought, you know, this is a good start. I'm going to try in the next few weeks to be editing the other podcast that I did. I'm going to try and line up some more um, interviews. But I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't do that straight away. And that is different for me. And I'm going to praise myself for once, because I don't do that. And I'd actually really like you to do the same thing. How often do we praise ourselves? Whether we're parents, whether we're just adults that work, have massive, amazing careers, whether we do both, whether we care for loved ones so we can't go and work. You know, there's so many of us with different situations. I know that one of the common things is that a lot of us do not sit there and really go, what are we doing well? In times where we're at our lowest or least motivational or burnt out, we just sit there and just say all the rubbish that what we're not doing what we're not achieving how we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and getting where we're supposed to be getting and fulfilling ourselves or other people but actually how about we just try and find something that we have managed or we are managing and for every one bad thing we're thinking about ourselves or one negative thing why don't we also add a positive you know what what about that that's just something I've, i've just thought of now why don't we try that and see if that helps our mood will it inspire us to do more or to keep going or to change things a little bit so that we're even happier or even if we're not happy a little bit happy you know try that this week let me know how it goes not that i'm some sort of life coach or anything but i just thought i'd like to end on a how about we have a little look at that why don't we all try and reframe it a little bit because i'm very negative to myself and and at the moment it's been a lot more more negative every time i've noticed more things that i'm not doing how i want or i'm getting wrong what i believe is wrong but actually today doing this conversation has been worth it because it's like i'm reflecting and going well hold on i may do a lot wrong but you know what i do do stuff right as well nobody does everything wrong it's impossible so why don't we look at that and praise ourselves for the wins rather than just beat ourselves up for the losses because how are we expected to keep on going and keep on fighting if all we do is beat ourselves up about the losses we'll be so unwell from constantly being ourselves up that we have no energy left to be better or to do better or to to feel better so yeah that's my little motivational speech for the end of that in an American Mel Robbins style I suppose but far less concise so anyway thank you for listening do look out for the next proper hopefully much more polished episode and I am really looking forward to getting back into this because as I said it helps me so much and I'm hoping it helps you guys hopefully speak to you soon take care bye If you've liked this episode, please help us out by following or liking the podcast, rating it or leaving us a review as this really helps us to reach more people that will benefit from hearing it. To help the pod remain free to access, please consider donating the price of a coffee if you're able to, which can be done via our link tree with the username MindVoxPod. This link can be found in the show notes of this episode and the bio on our Instagram and Facebook by also searching MindVoxPod. If you have ideas about topics to cover on future episodes, have any questions about the pod, or you want to be interviewed for it, please get in touch on socials or email us on mindfoxpod at gmail.com.